0: I'm going to ask you to indulge me a little bit. I'm going to preach about Star Wars. No, I'm not going to get into the metaphysics of the Force. I promise you that. Although maybe that would be an appropriate thing to do on a Sunday, Pentecost, when we're celebrating the coming of the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to do that today. What I want to focus on is a scene from the latest film, which came to mind as I was looking at... This passage from Acts this week, it's a scene in which Han Solo, you remember Han Solo? Of course you do. I grew up with him, right? Just as an aside, you know, he was the heartthrob of all the girls growing up and the hero that all the boys wanted to emulate. Well, Han Solo, as we all know, is a bit of a rogue. He's cavalier. He's a smuggler. He's always working on shady deals. And he is sort of an accidental hero. But in the latest movie, you fast forward about 20 years, and he's gone back to doing what he does best, and that's getting into these shady deals with his trusty sidekick, Chewbacca, and getting into trouble most of the time. That whole business about saving the galaxy and all of that is far behind him. Once even being a general, that's far behind him, too. It's just him and Chewbacca against the universe. And it's all great until one day, the Millennium Falcon, his beloved ship, shows up again. And inside are two wide-eyed kids and a droid, a robot, incidentally, that might be carrying the key to the fate of the galaxy. And the story goes on, and here's Han Solo surprised to find himself sitting back in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, Chewbacca at his side. The only problem is that there are space pirates shooting at him and a monster chewing on the cockpit. And he says into the controls, this was not how this day was supposed to go. This was not how this day was supposed to go. Do you suppose those disciples in Jerusalem all those years ago got up on the morning of Pentecost and decided they were going to speak in tongues? That they were going to share the gospel in many languages that they had never spoken before? I'm not even sure they knew what to expect. Jesus had departed. And they were still in trouble with the authorities So they were always looking behind them to see who might be coming. And they really hadn't organized all that much just yet. And then something happens that nobody expects when they're on the streets of Jerusalem surrounded by all those people of the diaspora. And suddenly they all understand and see Things are not happening as they're supposed to happen. This was not how their day was supposed to go. It's so radical, in fact, that the author of Acts wants us to recall that ancient story all the way back in Genesis, the story of the Tower of Babel. Do you remember that story? It's an old, old tale about why there are multiple languages and ethnicities and races in the world. And the story is that the people of Babel decided they were going to undertake an incredible building project and they were going to build a tower that would reach to heaven. And they are so successful at this, the heavenly court becomes alarmed. And the divine beings counsel with each other, and they say, if they succeed at this, nothing, nothing will be impossible for them. And so, in a strange way, human hubris comes up against divine fear, and God inflicts multiple languages upon the people of Babel so that they can no longer cooperate and work on this massive project together, and they are scattered Now, that is the way that the world is supposed to work. Have you noticed? We're supposed to be divided one against the other. Just look at the body politic today, right? We're supposed to be saying mean things about each other. We're supposed to be encamped in our own little silos, occasionally throwing pot shots at the others out there, protecting our own We're supposed to be in our little enclaves. It's supposed to be a world of nation against nation, of people against people, of politics as usual, of armies and warfare, the human family always struggling with each other. That's the way it's supposed to be. That's what we have been told from the very beginning, when we were taught to be careful about strangers, when we were taught to catcall people who were different on the playground all those years ago. But you see, Pentecost tells us that that is no longer the way the world is supposed to be. And if we wake up to the movement of the spirit in our lives, we're going to have one of those days like Han Solo had and say, this was not how this day was supposed to go. Because if we follow the same path that Han Solo follows, we are thrown out into the universe into an unexpected future, into a path that will take us into unforeseen and unpredictable places. Places perhaps we're not supposed to go. Han Solo's path will take him so that he will meet again the love of his life. And so that ultimately he will confront his wayward son. Now, J.J. Abrams didn't give me a commission to say this, but you can go see the rest for yourself, right? That's not what Han Solo signed up for. And in fact, on the way, he'll help save the galaxy. He didn't sign up for that, either. None of us signs up for the unexpected. But you see, that's what Pentecost is all about. The unexpected. Keenan and Morgan, who are about to be baptized, are signing up today for this life in the Spirit. And things will not go the way they are supposed to go. I can promise you that. You can set that aside right now. But that's a good thing. Because if things were going the way they were supposed to go, we would remain divided and fighting with one another. And the world would be constantly fractious and torn apart. But in fact, the Spirit is sent as the Spirit was sent at the very beginning, the very beginning, before the Tower of Babel. Do you remember how Genesis opens? It is the breath of God moving over the waters of chaos and bringing order and new reality into being. The Spirit that comes at Pentecost is meant to make the face of the world anew. So that nothing we thought was supposed to happen will happen, and instead something unexpected and miraculous and joyous and loving and life-giving will unfold instead. That's the gospel we're called to share to a world that so desperately needs to hear it. And as the Spirit moves and renews that world, perhaps we will be renewed as well. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907.